0: Good morning. Uh, Let's pray. I feel like we need that right now. We're going to start out. We're going to go there first. Pray with me. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much uh, for the gift of your goodness, your presence. We thank you for one another. Let us celebrate you today together in a new and fantastic way, Lord. Um, So we give this time to you. We ask that you would bless us. Help us to understand your word, Lord Jesus. We pray that you'd open our eyes that we might see its beauty and its wonder in the name of Christ. Amen. Hey, kids, you're here. If you're a kid and you know who you are, I want to hear an amen. No, no, no. I'll, I know there's a lot of adult children in here. If you're under 15, I want to hear an amen. Come on, let's, let's do it. Ready? One, two, three. Good. I got that. I got that. I want you kids to know that you are so welcome in this service this morning. We're so excited that you're here. Um, We've adjusted our service so it's a little bit shorter. But we picked a text today that's going to preach to you. The Lord has something for you today. And I know that um, maybe you even have like a little sermon worksheet. The adults get one other days. But today, this is about you. So I want you to know that. We're going to be in Ephesians. Uh, chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. If you have a Bible, you can open that, but we're going to put the text right up there for everybody. So, welcome. Um, Thanksgiving's coming, right? Everybody like Thanksgiving? Apparently, not everybody does. So, I love Thanksgiving too, but according to the National Institute of Health, when they did a quick survey, 45% of respondents said, I dread it. I dread not only Thanksgiving, but, but the, uh, the whole holiday season. Um, why do you think that is? Yeah. It, it's, we're going to be at the table with the closest relationships we have in our life, our blood family. And we know this by looking at Scripture. Your family is central to the work of God. Our families teach us how to love How to submit, how to share, how to be patient, how to be merciful, how to run for the team instead of not yourself. They teach us a lot of critical things, but man, nobody gets out of a family without some hurt and some wounds, some of it really bad. So we know that family is central to what God's doing, and so the question I'm asking today is... Ask yourself this, how, how could God use you this season to be a blessing to your family? How could he do that? It's hard sometimes in some of our families when we get together. It's, it's beautiful and fun and wonderful, but also sometimes difficult. So how can God use you? Because I do know this, God works in families. He wants to do that. He wants to work in your family. And if you're a little one, a kid here, he wants to work in you and through you in your family. Did you know that? He wants that. He wants that for all of us. So we're going to jump into the text, and we're going to see what the Lord gives us today. Now, two ground rules. I have two ground rules for you today. Um, First one is Psalm 119.72. We need to value the Word of God, because it says hard things to all of us today. Um, And so, like Psalm 119 says, we want to understand this as God's law for us, His instruction for us, so much so that we treat it, we value it, even more so than pieces of gold and silver, right? We want that. And secondly, second ground rule, and probably one of the most important ones, you can't point the finger at anybody on the way home today. Kids, you can't point your finger at mom and dad and say, see, I told you, now the pastor told you, right? Parents, I'm telling you, don't go home and say, you know what, just like the pastor said, now you're doing it wrong. you got to be really careful, right? So let's be, everybody has, the Lord has something for everybody. So no finger pointing. All right, let me read the text for us. This is going to be Philippians. No, wrong. (laughs) I looked at the wrong side of the page. So it's going to be Ephesians 6, um, verses 1 through 4. Listen, everybody gets spoken to today. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it, may be, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. This is God's word for us today. We're speak, I'm going to speak to three categories of people, and it's going to hit almost everybody, almost everybody. Kids, God wants to work in your family, but first and foremost, he's going to tell us, or he's told us that obedience is better. That's, that's the big idea of this text for you, kids. Obedience is better. And you're like, well, maybe. You're going to have to show me that. We'll get there. Adults, if you're an adult in the room, honoring your parents is honoring God. I don't care how old your parents are. I don't care how old you are. You may not need to obey them like a six-year-old does, but God calls you to honor your parents. And we're going to explore that. Now, maybe some of you don't have parents. I don't have parents. Um, but but this, this is an opportunity for us to just thank God for who's in the room, right? And also, um, the, the Lord is our Heavenly Father. So there's room for us all to go. And lastly, dads, man, we're coming at you. Just kidding. Hey, listen, I'm a dad. So I'm gonna probably say some things to dads that maybe not everybody's not, what are you talking about? But but the dads are gonna know. Um, Listen, love your kids. Don't manage them. But love your kids. It's hard. But the text today is calling you to love your kids and not to manage your kids. And we'll talk about what that means. So God wants to work in your family. First and foremost, kids. Did you pick up on this text? God is talking to you personally. You made it to the Ten Commandments. That's a big thing. So, this text right here is quoting the fifth commandment honor your father and mother. Why is that important? Because God sees you personally. He doesn't just see you, child, as somebody's kid, He just doesn't see you as somebody's brother or sister. He sees you personally as his creation. That's a big deal. God loves you. He wants to know you personally. He wants you to live for him personally. He's speaking to you. His word speaks to you. You made it to the Ten Commandments. That's a big deal. God wants you to know him personally, personally. So... As you know him, one of the things that you need to understand is that obedience is a blessing. And I'm I'm just going to tell you right now, kids, I'm with you. It does not feel like it. It, There's times when your mom and dad tell you to do something, and you're like, well, pastor, if obedience was a blessing, maybe i would want to do it. No, don't don't believe that. There's going to be times when your parents are asking you to do something that you don't want to do. It's not going to feel natural for you to do that. Like, hey, here's an example. Um, Go clean up your room. I will, but later. That's actually not obedience, right? Some of the adults in here are like, what? Um, so, yeah, little things. That you, you, listen, God gives you this gift, your parents. Did you know that? Your parents are imperfect people. They are sinners, just like you are, just like all of us are. But God gives you these parents as a gift to guide you, to guard you, to love you, to be with you to help you understand what it means, not just to belong to a family, but to belong to God. He's doing that. So obedience is a blessing. Here's a couple ways. When I was a little kid, um, my mom and dad, they were cleaning the garage out, and there was a big pile of ice in the driveway. Who doesn't love a big pile of ice in the driveway? Kids, right? Raise your hand. You love a pile of ice? It's so much fun. Why? I don't know. But my parents said, whatever you do today, do not touch that ice. You want to guess what I did? I touch, Well, I did more than touch it. I rolled in it. I ate it. I put it in my hair. And when, I came, when they came around the corner doing what they were doing, they saw me with the ice. They, they started, my mom started bawling. What I didn't realize is I don't even know how this happened, so, like, it, it was a different time. But they had somehow poured the ice on top of a bunch of snail poison, and so I was just, like, eating it. Right? So the next thing that happened is we went to the ER and I got my stomach pumped out and I learned to listen to my parents, (laughs) right? Here's why. God is going to give your parents insight into what you need that's going to be beyond you. You're smart, you're intelligent, you're wise little kids, But he gives us parents for that reason. They see things that we don't, and sometimes we just need to listen. Now it says obey in the Lord. What does that mean? It means first and foremost, you belong to God. And I'm gonna say something that's gonna sound strange to parents, but if your parents ever tell you to do something evil or sin, you don't do that, right? We obey in the Lord. Um, But I know most of your parents, and they're good people that love the Lord. So we, we obey our parents. It's a gift, right? Obeying is something to do. Now, also, when you obey your parents, you're actually obeying God. Did you see that? God appreciates your obedience, kids. He does. It's not why he loves you. He loves you because he loves you. He doesn't love you any less when you make a mistake or when you sin or don't obey your parents. But just know that he appreciates all of our obedience, and for kids, it's usually going to be about parents. Um, so, and this too. I just Did you know that Jesus was a kid? Did you know that? He really was. Yeah, you know that. Let me read this to you. So Jesus was going to Passover with his family. It's kinda like Easter for us. It's fun. There's a lot of celebration. And they would walk to Jerusalem with their family and their cousins and their brothers and sisters. And they went to Passover. And on the way back, Jesus was about twelve years old and they couldn't find him. After a day of traveling, they thought he was like with an aunt or an uncle or something, and he's just missing and gone. And as a parent, I can tell you, when you lose a kid, like when they're gone somewhere, like in the grocery store, and you can't find him, you really panic. So his parents panic, well, Jesus had gone to learn in the temple, learn, and he was learning from people that were teaching him, and he thought that was okay, and his parents didn't. And they weren't very happy about that. Let me just read you what It says, It says, son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And Jesus said to them, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand, but he was submissive to them. Even when Jesus' parents didn't quite understand what was going on with Jesus at that time, he was submissive to them. He listened to them right? And God blessed him for that. So know this. Jesus was a kid. He actually grew up. He learned. He went to school. He had friends. He had brothers and sisters. So when you're thinking about, man, it's really hard to be a kid in my family. Maybe it is, right? For whatever reason. But Jesus was a kid, right? He grew up in a family similar to yours, so he understands. When you pray to him, he understands what it's like to be a boy or a girl, a sister and a brother in a family, and that should be encouraging, okay? So kids, obedience is better. If we want God to work in our families, we have to understand this is how families work, right? We obey our parents. Um, Adults, most of you have parents. just going to throw that out there. Honoring parents is honoring God. So if you dishonor your parents, we're not really talking about obedience anymore you're dishonoring God. So know that. Um, and it's hard. So why is it hard? I'll tell you a few reasons. One is because in our culture, we idolize what? Youth and autonomy. Please don't tell me what to do. Please don't tell me what's right for me. And we idolize youth. You can tell by how much money we spend on plastic surgery and not pretending that we're not dying. Okay. Um, When when you idolize youth and autonomy, you will demonize or despise age and honor. I see it. I feel it. We push our aged away from us so we don't have to see them. Um, You have got to honor your parents. What does that mean? You love them. You show them affection. You're patient with them. Now, I'm getting older. That's not honoring. My kids do that to me all the time. My kids actually have to learn how to be patient with me. You want to learn patience? Help your dad set up Facebook on his smartphone. We've actually done this with my wife's parents. Or help your dad, like, put in his password to his Netflix smart TV with a remote. It'll take all day long, and you will not be happy. So this begins internally. The first thing that you need to do is honor them internally. You know how you do that? You give thanks for them. You thank God for your parents. Like, but I, my parents weren't great. There's a, listen, we make huge mistakes in sin. And sometimes we don't love well. Just thank God for your parents. That's how we begin to honor them. And there's two things I'd like you to do in thinking about how to honor your parents. One is this, be a giver. Part of growing up as a kid um, is stop expecting stuff from your parents, right? Ask yourself that question. Do I expect too much from them? Now, parents love to give, and that's wonderful, but you need to make a mental shift. I am no longer a receiver. I'm a giver. Does that mean I can't take things from my parents? That's right. Never take money from them. Just kidding. Just <laughs> kidding. No, you can take things. Your parents love to bless you, but be a giver. You're gonna, it's going to happen sometime whether you want it or not, but one of the ways you honor your parents is you transition to being being a giver. Listen to what Jesus did. This, this always blows me away. He's on the cross. He's ready to bear the wrath of humanity. He's finishing up his ministry. And do you, do you remember this in John? This is in John 19. And when Jesus, because his mother was there, Mary is there. And when he saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, that was John, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. In the midst of taking on the wrath of God for our sin, his mind's on his mom. It's like, oh, before I go, hey, John, she's yours. Mary, you belong to him. He's going to take care of you. He's taking care of his mom there. So honor your parents. It's something that God desires from us. So giving, and here's the big one. If you're going to honor your parents and honor God, you've got to forgive them. Now this is going to be really, really, really hard for some of you. Some of your parents did not love you well, um, and it's just going to be really tough. So there's two ways to forgive. Maybe this will be helpful. Colossians three thirteen says, "Forgive because you were forgiven in Christ Jesus." You gotta let it go. You gotta. You have to forgive unconditionally you actually have to bear the cost of that and uncouple yourself from requiring them to, to just somehow make your whole childhood right. And also realize that your parent may not respond to that. And that's probably why Jesus says in Luke 17, hey, rebu- rebuke your brother and forgive them if they repent. So, as a Christian, your forgiveness is unconditional. And also realize this: it's like a friend. If you say, "Hey, you you um, you hurt me," and they're like, "No, I didn't," you can forgive them. You ca- you're called to forgive them, but you can't. There's going to be tension in that relationship. Same with your parents. So, if you forgive your parents, it doesn't mean if they hurt you that it was right or it's okay or that your relationship's going to be on some new amazing status. It you may not be. So you just have to understand that. But God is calling you to forgive as much as you can, right? You're calling you to forgive your parents. That's really, really important. One of the best ways you can honor your parents. Dads, if our families are going to work, right? God has to work in you too, and he wants to do it. Um, Dads, love your kids. Love your kids instead of managing your kids. I didn't know what this meant a long time ago. I'm going to teach you now. Here's what managing is. It's I'm doing things that make my life easier, that's, that's a huge temptation of all parents, moms and dads. But dads, um, don't do things that make your life easier. When you come home, you do things that make your kid's life easier. That just doesn't mean that you coddle them. Here's what I mean by that. Um, when we come home, maybe, dad, you just want, I've been yelled at all day. I've dealt with all this stuff. I don't want anybody to need me for 30 minutes. I want ESPN. Now, maybe you get that on your home. But you probably shouldn't. Here's how you're going to be tempted to manage your kids. You'll be harsh, really harsh. You know what that's about? Don't bother me. I'm, 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 I'm managing you. And some of you are like, "Well, I would never be that way." You know what you call a dad who says yes to everything? Just You're just managing your kids. It's the same thing as the guy who's harsh. I'm just, yeah, 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 that's right. Dad, I want to, I want, yeah, 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 go, go get your mom. Take this, that's fine. Yes, you can play with your sister's toys. I don't care. You're managing your kids. It's being emotionally and physically absent. If you're really good at work, maybe, you'll, maybe that's where you're going to find your value and you just don't come home. You need to hear it, friends. Let me give you, a, there's no such thing as quality time. It's a myth, I promise you. It's a lie that parents make up, so we don't feel guilty. It's true. There's no such... Have you had a kid? There's no quality time. <laughs> like We're like, oh, I'm going to make quality time, when we're going to read the Bible, and we're going to make a toy. And it just blows up in your face. <laughs> just spend time with them. As much as you have to give, give it to them. As they get older, when you have unstructured time with your kid, you're going to learn so much more about them. And dads, do not defer your responsibility to your wives. You're going to give an answer for this. You are going to give an answer for this. Do not just push this off to your wife. You bring them up. Well, I'm not home. Okay. Then do not undercut her when you come home and act like, well, they're fine. You weren't there all day. Be a unified front with your wife This is part of how you love your kids well, all right? Um, So let's just talk about the positive end of that. Be an encourager, man. Do you have to correct? Yes, you do. We'll get to that second. But if all you do is correct your kids and never encourage them, you know what they learn? uh, Growing up in this family is about never doing anything wrong, all right? And some of us are wired that way, so you have extra work to do. Loving kids. Um, Discipline. Hebrews 12.6 says this. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves. He chastises every son whom he receives. If you do not discipline your kids, you are not loving them. If you never say no to your kid, if you're never willing to make your kid unhappy, what you're doing is you're teaching them to seek happiness and joy in empty things, and they will never stop doing it. And they learned it from you, Dad. You've got to say no. That means loving, consistent discipline with your wife together with your kids loving consistent discipline hey boy don't eat the ice i heard that it was loving it was consistent and man i wish i would have listened it's not harsh it's not an anger it's not blowing up okay it's loving consistent discipline because the world's going to discipline them when they get out there trust me on this and it's not fun if they don't learn consequences in your house they're going to learn it the hard way so discipline them Love them. Uh, And also instruction. This is filling the mind. This is filling the mind with good. This is teaching them. And you have to have time. Just be with them. They rely on you to learn from you about your relationship with the Lord and their relationship with the Lord. Man, I remember I was so harsh with one of my daughters once. I was on a four-day trip, and she called me, and she was so upset. I hate this school. I'm never going to go to this school. And we'd moved to a new place. And I just read of the riot act. And I really blew it. She was being bullied. And I, I just didn't see it. And I found out later. There was a reason. She was really upset. So this is my last point. Dads, you got to fail. Forward. Do not be afraid of failing. You know when your kids learn the gospel, when they figure it out, it's big enough for dad. If dad can fail and say, I'm sorry, and repent to his kids... And to his wife, it's a new category. Oh, God's big enough for dad? I can follow that. I can trust God. So you've got to fail forward. You've got to, men, you're terrified of failing. You will manage your kids. You will try to manage your wife and your household. That is not good leadership in any realm. Serve them, love them. Do not be afraid to fail. And when you do, own it. I mean own it, okay? I've had to do that so many times. Listen, if you don't submit to God, your kids aren't going to do it, okay? God wants to work in your family. He wants to do it now. So here's why holidays are hard. You get hurt. You have wounds. Things that were said that shouldn't have been said. Things that should have been said that weren't. But first, God needs to work in you. He needs that. He wants that. Just remember this. And this is for everybody. Kids, listen. Jesus was forsaken. Remember that part on the cross? Oh, God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Do you know why he did that? Do you know why he experienced that loneliness? So that you could be family. So that you could know God personally. So that you, little one, you, adult, you, parent, could belong to the living God personally. He's done that for us. So it puts us in a perfect position to do this, to obey our parents, to honor our parents, to love our kids, moms, dads, everybody, because we belong to God together. And we've done that not on our own accord or not because we're perfect, but because Jesus is perfect and he loves you perfectly to the point of dying for us. Isn't that great news? Okay, kids, one more time. Jesus loves you this way. He gave himself up for you. Can we get an amen on that? Everybody, we can, we can do it. Amen. Yes. God wants to work in your family this way, so let's let him do that. Um, would you pray with me? And, and as we're praying, think about where God wants to work in you. Is it obedience Is it honoring a parent, or is it love? Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you love us, and your love isn't just in word or an idea. You give us yourself. You have taken on our sin. You have have borne them on the cross. You have been forsaken that we might belong to God the Father in you, Jesus, the Son of God, and by the power of of God, the Holy Spirit. We love that. I thank you for the gift of family. I pray that you would heal wounds, you would encourage, you would bless. We lift all this up in the name of Jesus. Amen.